The following audio is from Cross Life Church in Tampa, Florida. We are a church that exists to help people find Christ, their place in the body, and their mission to the world. Our calling is to raise leaders and plant churches. So if you live in the Hudson area or near Wester Chapel, you can also check us out at one of our other locations. For more information, visit us at crosslife.net. All right, well, this morning I just, um, you know, last week we looked at the accounting of Jesus, or Nicodemus coming to Jesus by night, and he was looking for some answers about all that was taking place around Jesus' life. And so we learned that, you know, he perceived that there was this uh, connection to God in all that was taking place, but he didn't have it all put together. He didn't understand it. For him, it wasn't making sense, so he makes his way to Jesus to get some clarity about what was taking place. Now, our reading plan uh, for this this last week in our reading plan was the book of Colossians. And so in my reading, I was reading, and in Colossians chapter 1, something just caught my attention. And... um, This morning, I I just kind of want to pause to take a look at this truth that I saw and that I think that Jesus was wanting Nicodemus to see. And so, we understand that the intent and heart of God has always been to bring humanity to Himself, to understand really who He is, His plans and purposes about all things, uh, so that we would know him so that we would walk in those ways and so that we would find his blessing, his intended blessing for our life. And I say that a lot, but God's got this intended blessing for our life. This is God's intention. It's always been God's intention. And so again, I've said it a bunch of times already, but you know, John in John chapter 20 verses 30 and 31, his purpose in writing about all the signs, about all that Jesus said and did was so that they would understand who he is and that they would believe in him so that they might have life. This life of God, because Zoe life is this life that God gives, the life of God. And so we understand that God's not trying to hide from us. You know, he is actively moving to reveal himself to us. And so what does Jesus do and what does, or what does Jesus tell us and what is the admonition through the scriptures that we have? So we know in uh, Matthew chapter 7, he tells us what we need to do is we need to ask, we need to seek, we need to knock, we need to draw near to him. Why? If we ask, we'll receive, if we seek, we'll find, if we knock, the door will be opened. If we draw near to him, then what will he do? He will draw near to us. Now, I, I know this is simple truth, but man, do we often miss it. We sit here when we need to be there, and we expect somehow we're going to arrive there by not pursuing, by not drawing near, by not asking, by not seeking, by not knocking. But the only way we're going to receive is by doing those things. So Nicodemus, in my mind, I think he's doing the right thing. 
He's approaching Jesus. He's trying to get some clarity about what is going on around him. Now, I was pondering this because I thought, you know, the world around us uh, is much like Nicodemus. Uh, they, they just see with, they, they only understand and see what is around them through their natural eyes. And I think Nicodemus was there. So what I want us to be encouraged with is to know that God is at work in humanity around us, just like he was in our life. Uh, God's intention is to reveal himself, and to re he reveals himself in a lot of ways. And they are all, all the ways that God reveals himself are intended to lead us to faith in him, which lead us into his blessing. And so the reason for faith is because we understand that faith is what opens up our lives to begin to see. Faith opens up our lives to begin to see uh, all these blessings that God has for us, to begin to understand, I would term, heavenly realities. And I believe this is where, again, this is where Nicodemus was stuck. He was just, you know, he was just perceiving with his natural eyes. So Jesus, he just begins to open up Nicodemus's heart and mind to heaven. He begins to help him see what he has not yet seen, what he doesn't see. And so I love this because, you know, when you look through the pages of Scripture, we can see that uh, God does this time after time after time after time with humanity, trying to get them to help them see things that they don't see, trying to open them up to realities that, they're, that they don't know, that they're unfamiliar with. These heaven realities, the things that are true concerning God and the things of God. And so we know, and I'll just share them briefly, there are some ways, there are several things that I think that God uses, has used and does you to reveal himself to humanity. And again, each of these ways that he uses, he has a single purpose. So that we might know him, so that we might walk in his ways, so that we might be led into his blessing. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, through the years, I, I can't tell you how many times I just drop back to some basic realities because we seem to forget them. We seem to, we seem to let the simple go by us. And what we need to do is keep bringing the simple and putting it in front of us because it is the simple things that lead us to God. It's not the complicated. It's the simple. Ask. Seek. Knock. Draw near. Simple. I don't have... There's just so many things I don't need to understand. There are so many things I will never need to understand to find my way to Him. 
to begin to understand more about Him and me, to begin to find and discover this path of God's blessing in my life. It's not complicated. And I, and I love it because, really, Jesus talking to Nicodemus, you know, he's got all kinds of, I'm sure, complicated questions. Jesus just cuts the chase and goes, here's the simple truth. I love that. So, one of the ways that God reveals himself to us that we know is through all that he has created in nature, right? He reveals them, he reveals things to us, his plans and purposes so that we can discover his blessings. So, in creation... All that is created, he's created to disclose who he is. It, and I love that because disclose is really to make secret or new information known. Now think about, all, you, we could just walk through every encounter that God had with everyone in the accounting of Scripture, and this is exactly what happens. He begins to disclose to them what they did not know before. He gives them information that they didn't have. So he's just opening up man's hearts to heavenly realities. I mean, Paul said this in uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 10 through 19, where that God has provided us sufficient knowledge of who he is through his creation. Psalms 19, verses 1 through 4, we, under, we know this. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth His handiwork. Day after day, they utter for speech. Night under night, they showeth knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. So if you think about this, how God speaks to humanity, He speaks to humanity through creation. It's, it's a voice, I think all of us probably before we knew Christ could attest to a time when there was some kind of something in nature. We were talking last night, and Harrison, or Gigi was talking about Harrison. Uh, he loves to take pictures of sunsets. They, they, do, they just move him. And I'm sure that in that it's like, man, God is awesome. There's so many things that I observed in creation before I was a believer, and it just... There was something about it. See, creation is God's voice, and a voice that keeps speaking. How that all works, I, you know, I just know how it hit me. It, it, I, didn't understand, I didn't understand everything about God and who He was and Jesus and the whole thing, but there was something that just kind of went... It just like, okay, there's, there's something that I don't know. There's something that I'm missing. What, what is, it's, 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 a, it's like, you know, you're listening to a radio station, all of a sudden there's the crackle. There was interference in my life. And so God does this. God reveals. God speaks. I, I also, uh, Job chapter 26 was... Uh, a verse that I went, wow, that is, that is just so powerful. How Job in uh, chapter 26, he's answering one of his friends about God, and he's speaking about the awe and wonder and power of God in creation. 
And in verse 26, it says this. But these are only hints of His power. They're only hints of His power. Creation is only hints of His power. Only whispers of what we have heard. I like another translation say they're the faintest whisper of His voice. Creation, it's the faintest whisper of His voice. These are only a few of the amazing things that God has done in creation. Second way God deals with and reveals himself to humanity is through conscience. The human heart and mind. They bear witness to the existence of God. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that had no knowledge of God, yet there was something in them that, again, it was like this interruption there was something that they didn't have connected. And so we know in Romans chapter 2 that Paul ta- talks about the idea that uh, the Bible has revealed his existence and the human heart through their conscience by impressing his law upon them, even when they've not heard the gospel. Solomon said it this way. He said, with, uh, God has set eternity in the heart of man. God has put in man something that that is a connection point to him. Something that draws, something that is a longing toward him. And he goes on to say, he says, even though people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end, they don't get it, but there's something. There's, There's this crack in the door. Think about this. So, In creation, there's like this crack in the door into humanity. In man's conscience, because what God has dropped in them, eternity in their hearts, there's this crack in the door to open them up to the things of God. I think that Paul said it this way in Acts 17, 27. It says that God's purpose in giving life and breath in all things was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward Him and find Him, though He's not far from anyone. Message Bible says it this way, He's not remote. (laughs) I like that. He's not remote. God's not remote. He's near. So often we're going, where are you? And it's like, I'm here. He's not far away from any of us. And then we know that God reveals Himself to us through His Word. I mean, the greatest way we can know God is through the Scriptures. It's literally something, no matter what, well, almost any language you speak, it can pick up the Scriptures and begin to read God's revelation to humanity. What He has made sure was written and lasts. Something that is, we can begin to understand. And I love this when, remember when uh, after Jesus' resurrection, he's on, he's walking and two of the disciples are on their way to, on the road to Emmaus and, and uh, Jesus catches up with them. And we, in the story, we understand that for, they, they, they were kept from who, uh, realizing who Jesus was. And so they begin to have this conversation. He says, what's going on? Don't you know what's going on? And what's he say to them? It says that, They didn't understand, so Jesus, 
beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he began to explain what was written in the scriptures. Then they're all excited about it. You know, they, they, they get to this place and all of a sudden they realize it's Jesus. So they leave there and they get with all the other disciples and they're all excited and all of a sudden Jesus just comes into the room. And what does Jesus do? It says in Luke chapter uh, 24, 44 and 45 that he opened their minds. Jesus, he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. So from Genesis to Revelations, it is God's revelation of himself for us to know him, to understand him. And so how often do we spend time here? Jesus said, hey, the scriptures, they speak about me. If you will spend time here, this is where you will find life, right here. This is where you'll find the things about God, right here. And so my admonition this morning is, you know, we have a lot of people out there that are lost. And if we will allow God to keep speaking to us, we'll keep having things to say to them. That makes sense? God keeps talking to us. We got stuff to say. So, another way he reveals himself is through the Holy Spirit. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 14. In verse 9, Paul says this. He's quoting from Isaiah chapter 64, verse 4. He said, No one has ever seen, no one has ever heard, No one has ever imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Verse 10, but God has revealed them to us. He's taken the cover off. He has disclosed them to us through His Spirit so that we might know the things that have freely been given to us by God. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, explaining spiritual realities in spirit-taught words. Now the natural man, those not born again, don't receive the things of the Spirit of God because they're foolishness. And they were foolishness to you as well. And nor can he know them because they are only discerned through the Holy Spirit. And so again, here's Nicodemus. He's stuck in the the carnal. He's stuck in the natural. And Jesus is trying to just... He's just trying to take Nicodemus' head and go... And aim it up. This is what Jesus is doing in this encounter. So, you know, I mean, as believers, we may live in the flesh, but we do need to understand there is this life-giving spirit in us who reveals, who teaches, and who guides us in the things of God. Lastly, we know that he reveals himself through a son. I mean, he has revealed himself with the most clarity through the person of Jesus Christ. And I say that through the person of Jesus Christ because he is the living breathing 
flesh and blood, human representation of God to us. Jesus is. Remember, we've already went through the Word became flesh, dwelt among us. John 1.18 says, He has revealed God to us. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, Paul said that Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. So all that Jesus said and did was to reveal who God is in his hearts toward us. And so the way to know the Father, really know the Father, is to have a relationship through him. What does it say? Uh, I'm trying to remember where exactly Hebrews chapter 1 you know, in the time past, God spoke in a lot of different ways. But today, this is how he's making himself known. His plans and purposes, and it's through his son. Bam! So, to believe in the son is a pathway to understand who the father is. In Colossians chapter 1, now finally getting to Colossians chapter 1, where I've was kind of starting out is that, uh, you know, Colossians 1 is a great chapter for, okay, Colossians 1 is a chapter that goes way up here. It's like you read it and it's words that are like, that are just floating in the clouds. It's, it's, it's like, okay, Lord, help me bring that down here so that I can begin to kind of perceive it, kind of take it in a bite at a time. And so, the way to do that is not just to read it, but to read it in a lot of different translations, to begin to take little pieces of it and try to understand the little pieces of it. So Paul, when he's in Colossians chapter 1, he's saying to them, uh, really, he wants, to have them, wants them to have uh, some facts about some heaven reali heavenly realities. And this is really what God is trying to get us to see, heaven's realities, I mean, we can, we can understand so much and see so much with just our natural eyes, but there's a lot going on that we don't see. God's up to things, and we think, where are you? And he's going, I'm right here. I'm, I'm rolling through the paces. This is, going just, this is rolling out the way that it's supposed to be rolling out. So Paul says, you know, you know I'm, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you, Colossians. And I'm praying for you ever since I heard about your faith in Christ. This faith which you, this, this, uh, that you heard about your faith in Christ, which you heard through the gospel from Epaphras. And he says, you know, we have not ceased to pray for you. And here's what we're asking. We're asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And so, verse 9, this is the verse that kind of grabbed a hold of me. Paul is praying, and what he wanted most for them is to know God's will, to have insight into what God is wanting and doing, and that was going to come through knowledge and insight into spiritual things. What was going to happen, what he wanted is for them to begin to perceive these heavenly realities. He was asking for them to have this spiritual intelligence. Look, we already know that you can be a theologian all your life and never believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and never make heaven your home. You can know all you want in your head. 
Nicodemus. He, could, he knew the law inside and outside. You could probably say Leviticus 19, 17 says, and he'll go, he knew all that. What he didn't have, what he didn't know, what he was missing was these, this spiritual insight. Insight into the reality of the kingdom of God and the things of God. That's what he was missing. And the world around us the same way. This is what they miss. And so, in honesty, Nicodemus is coming to Jesus, and Jesus is just trying to open this up to him. And so, I got to thinking, so you look in uh, Colossians chapter 1, you look at verse 9, and then look at 10 through 13, because basically, he's, his prayer of petition for them to have this has certain results that he knows that will come out of it. If you can begin to understand the realities of heaven, if you can begin to have this spiritual insight and understanding, verses 10 through 13 say, then it will help you live a life worthy of your calling. It will help you to have a fruitful life. That you will grow and you'll find strength and that you'll be a sharer in this inheritance that God has given that you will receive deliverance from darkness and you will find your place in the kingdom of God. And so spiritual wisdom, this understanding those things taught by the Holy Spirit produces the fruit of salvation in our lives because these things are the fruit of salvation. The walking worthy, the fruitful life, the growing, the strength, the endurance, the sharing in the inheritance, the deliverance, and finding our place in the kingdom of God. Here's what God's up to. It's like his MO, right? Modus operandi. You know, we really attribute that to criminals. This is their MO. Look, God's MO throughout Scripture is his constant and consistent revealing of himself to us his constant heart to us to want us to know him so that we might walk in a particular way so that we might discover find embrace and walk in the blessing god has intended for our life and so the spiritual insight is our ability to see things from god's viewpoint this is what we need. We need to see what God sees. We need to see from heaven's vantage point. How many times have you, um, you know, you're, you're beating it through the woods. If you would just be, to find something, if you'd just be raised up, you could see differently. See, we just need to be raised up so we see differently. So we can see these spiritual truths that God has for us. So, in my mind, Nicodemus was stuck. He was stuck by what he could only see with his natural eyes and his understanding. And think about this. This is kind of how we need to be like Jesus. There are so many people around us that are stuck in the same way. I mean, you can't expect the sinner who's walking in darkness, separated, alienated from the life of God because the ignorance is into them due to the hardness of their heart, you cannot expect them to understand heavenly realities. You just can't expect that out of them. But what you can do 
as you begin to open them up to him. You be, be, think about this. So we already know, and I'm just going to close with this. We already know that God is already speaking to them. He's already cracked the door, so to speak, through what he's created to disclose. There's already, because of what he created, there's already a voice speaking into their lives. He's already planted eternity in their hearts, so there's already another place where he's cracked the door. Here's what we get to do. We get to help them to understand if they just... If they would just begin to open up the Scriptures, the Word of God, the Word of God will begin to speak to them. Jesus will begin to speak to them, and the Spirit of God will just open themselves, will open them up to the things of God. Here's where we come in. This is our part to play. And Nicodemus, he's just, he's, I was in a, I was in a, uh, I was helping a guy uh, do some evangelism work, uh, come across this lady, uh, short story, she, uh, she uh, worked in a liquor store and had been working there for a long time. She says to me, uh, through, through the conversation, she knows we're believers, and so, so through the conversation, she goes, well, maybe you could help. I've got six of my friends, and on Thursday night, we sit down and read the Bible and try to understand it. See, you can't tell me that God isn't doing stuff. You, you can't tell me that... So, so here's my life. I'm on this pathway, and what's God do to that girl? He just goes, chink, right here. Think about all the people in our lives. We've had this blessing, this privilege for our, our lives to begin to begin to be opened up, to see these heaven realities. And so what are some of heaven's realities? Right? God's got ministering angels that minister to us. Who Jesus is and what He's done. God's intended purpose for us. You can just, we can go on and on and on about those. We've got this privilege (laughs) to know and to begin to know better and understand greater. And we have this opportunity to those around us. I mean, God's already like primed the pump. <laughs> so there's, there's already two strikes against them. Creation, conscience. Strike three is the Word of God, the revelation of Jesus Christ through the Spirit of God into their life. We get, we, like, like we get to throw the third strike. Not that they're out, but they're out of darkness. And they get to come into the light. What a beautiful thing for us to grab a hold of. Amen?